This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Hi there, and welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about some of the best neighborhoods to live in San Antonio. Uh, we're going to give, uh, we're going to let you in on three hidden gems. If you're visiting the San Antonio area, there's three places that aren't maybe really talked about a lot that uh, you should consider checking out when you come. And then uh, five things every prospective home buyer should consider when touring a house. This is important because, um, you know, if we're thinking about the right questions as we're touring the house, it can really help us hone in on what's good or bad about the property we're taking a look at. And then uh, for the real estate agents out there, we're going to talk about uh, some social media changes that realtors really should be paying attention to. 2022 is so different from 2021 and 2020. So uh, it's, we got a packed show. It's going to be just me in the studio today, and I'm excited about everything that is happening out there. So I keep up with the numbers, obviously, uh, being my show and, and uh, trying to deliver the best content that people are responding to. And I've been really, really encouraged and humbled um, with the response that is happening out there. Obviously, we got our, our radio listeners, uh, you know, in KTSA's huge area they cover here in South Texas. Um, we also have a global reach, really, with the podcast world. And because of the video podcast that I run, it, it people are in like it's like a ten to one ratio that people are watching the video podcast as as a, uh, compared to listening to the audio pack uh, podcast. Now, keep in mind that we are a brand new show. We're only four episodes. This is episode number five that's coming out. Now, I do a lot of clips. Uh, of the show. So I break things down into smaller pieces, um, which is why I kind of run the show that I do. It's not really a long conversation piece. It's a, uh, there's segments in it so that, you know, people can really enjoy that content on YouTube and then the shorter content out on in the podcast world as well. So um, now we've been, the show has been focusing a lot about Texas and San Antonio, but uh, for listeners, and I know we have a lot of listeners in Virginia and Washington that I want to give a special shout out and thank you for for listening. Um, and if there's content that you guys want to hear, um, please let me know, leave a comment on the podcast, on YouTube, wherever you're seeing our show. And uh, so we can get on that and start producing content you guys might find um, you know interesting. Um, but just so you know, we're going to be branching out outside of Texas. We're going to be looking at, you know, neighborhoods, you know, cultural things that are of interest for people moving to, uh, cities all over the United States. And we're going to focus of course on the United States. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a travel section down the road, right? Uh, if, if you want to go to a different country, uh, maybe some things to look for there, but we're not really a travel show, right? We're, we're a real estate show. So we want to focus in on that. So a quick reminder that you can listen to the podcast um, and catch all the episodes of our show on demand anytime in all the usual podcast platforms and watch the video version of the show on our website at homebuyertalkradio.com and, of course, um, on iTunes and wherever else the podcast platform, if they have video content, be sure you check it out there. All right, so the best neighborhoods to live in San Antonio, and I know this is this is like, could be controversial, right? Some people are going to be like, well, my neighborhood's the best because of X, Y, and Z. So what I'm doing is I'm really looking at what, there's a website out there. Um, and of course, I live in the San Antonio area. I, you know, I've lived here since 1991. I know a lot about the city. I was a police officer here for 24 years. So, um, you know, I, I've got some inside information here as well. But when people are considering, okay, I'm going to move to San Antonio, where should I move to? Uh, information like this can be pretty valuable. Um, now, it's based on niche.com. They provide comprehensive assessments of the overall livability of an area based on important factors such as location, 
the quality of schools, which we talked about that. Uh, we went into some of the best high schools here in the San Antonio area. If you haven't heard that or seen that episode, I would encourage you to go back and watch it. It's pretty insightful. Um, so crime rates, housing trends, employment statistics. Um, and, of course, we know that Texas is growing. Their economy is doing very, very well here. Uh, and I know Florida is doing well. And other states are doing well, uh, too, Um so, you know, understanding what the employment statistics, what kind of industries are growing in that particular area could be very valuable. And then we also look at the cost of living and, and things like that. So the livability of an area, well, that's different for everybody, right? Somebody might say, well, I just want to know, well, crime's always going to be a factor, but they may just want to know what's the best places to eat close by where they're at. Or do they have a park that has, you know, great trees so you can walk in the shade? I mean, here in San Antonio, walking in the shade. It's kind of a big deal. The McAllister Park over there um, off of Jones-Maltzberger is one of my favorite places to walk uh, with the family because it's shaded very, very well. But there's other great parks here in San Antonio as well that have great shade. But something like that might be something that you would consider a huge factor. But based on uh, niche.com and the the livability scale that they use, um, a criteria that they use, we're going to take a look at what they say, and I'm going to give you my thoughts on that as well. So number one on the list of best places to live in the San Antonio area is Alamo Heights. Now, this should not come as a shock. It's just north of San, of downtown San Antonio. Um, I mean, it's got great, I mean, it's got great history, uh, great houses, great neighborhoods, great neighbors, right? All, you know, things, it's a higher end, it's a higher scale um, house, which I'll get into in a minute. But so just so it, as a you know, an interesting tidbit. It was founded by George Brackenridge, uh, which that name will sound familiar to folks familiar with the San Antonio area. Um, after he built his mansion and naming, he named the new neighborhood Alamo Heights. Now, that's a great name, right? Alamo Heights. Um, the median home value in Alamo Heights is $594,000. So it, it is on a higher scale. Now, I've seen houses, uh, you know, when I checked the market, the million dollar plus homes is not uncommon to find there. Um, but again, the median home value is $594,000. An interesting statistic is that 72% of the residents that live there own their home. Okay, so the, the rental rate's only at 28%, and that's kind of important if you're looking, you know, you want to consider, you know, the influx and or the inflow and outflow of people. Um, and then, you know, an argument could be made that people who own their home are going to take more value in, you know, its maintenance, its upkeep, and even the relationship with the neighbors and things like that. Uh, renters, uh, an argument could be made that renters uh, may not take that as seriously, especially if they're just going to be short-term renters versus long-term. Now, we have a large military population here in the San Antonio area, and, uh, you know, those folks really, uh, they're great, great people, and uh, more often than not, they're fantastic renters. Um, and even if, even if they buy the home, they're going to be, they could be moving in and out. So you might get some inflow and outflow from that as well. Um, so that's like, I don't know, you know, niche.com is, you know, if you're using that as a livability factor, um, that may not be as big as a factor here in San Antonio, but nevertheless, it's there. Some of the neighborhood favorite hotspots in Alamo Heights include the McNay Art Museum. Uh, that's a famous museum. Um, it's a really, really great Great-looking building, great place to visit with a family. Um, the Quarry Golf Course, so which is a beautiful golf course. Um, it's very well-kept. Uh, the people there are great. Um, if you like to golf, um, then it's just uh, a hop, skip, and a jump over there, and you can have a good time golfing. Um, local, uh, f- The locals 
uh, their favorite brunch, or I say their favorite, but a popular brunch place is uh, Cappy's Restaurant. Um, so for me personally, I don't live in Alamo Heights, but I do go through there. The Cent- HEB Central Market is there. It's a great place to shop. Um, I, you know, I've heard stories of actors, um, you know, actually there at the central market. Um, but there's a bakery just up the street. It's like, uh, maybe one or two blocks North of the central market, HEB central market. Um, it's called Broadway daily bread. Now they are phenomenal. I love going into bakeries cause they smell amazing. Right. And who doesn't love to give fresh, get fresh bread that doesn't have a lot of ingredients in it that you don't need? I mean, when you buy the loaf at the store, it comes with ingredients, right? These things that we can't spell or can't pronounce. Um, but you go to a local baker and they use just really, really good ingredients, nothing you know, super exotic. Um, it's great bread. Um, and I love to go there. Uh, I think it's, I want to say it's Wednesdays that they have the sourdough. It's been a few weeks since I've gone uh, and my life has been crazy. But I believe that's their sourdough bread day. Uh, it's a Wednesday or Thursday. And uh, I love it. So that's the uh, Broadway Daily Bread right there on Broadway, just a little bit north on the west side of Broadway uh, on the corner there, the Daily Bread. So uh, TripAdvisor rates them number six out of 51 bakeries in the San Antonio area. They are really, really good. So, you know, maybe I should go into the bakery business. I just love getting up to work every day, going in there and uh, making fresh bread. It's probably a lot harder, though. The work is probably a lot harder than I would give it credit for. Okay, so number one was Alamo Heights. Number two is going to be uh, Terrell Hills. Uh, this is not going to come as a shock to uh, the folks who live in the San Antonio area. Terrell Hills is a phenomenal place to live. has a population of just over 10,000 and an overall niche grade of an A+. Uh, the median home value there is 570000 so it's real close to Alamo Heights. Um, and 76% of the residents own their home versus 24 who rent. Uh, Terrell Hills was named for Frederick Terrell, who promoted the area as a residential addition in the late 1920s. Terrell Hills is located in the affluent Alamo Heights Independent School District, and a small city is known for their restaurants, coffee, shops, and parks. So if you have kids and you're going to be moving to the San Antonio area, definitely check out Niche.com, see how their schools are rated. Um, you can dig into that a little bit more, um, even pay, of course, pay the schools a visit and, uh, you know, uh, use their location, uh, but their overall, um, their reputation for at the Alamo Heights Independent School District is phenomenal. There are people that will move to the that zip code, that school district, just because of the school district, right? Um, because they want their kids to go there. So super popular. All right, so I'm going to give a quick shout out to our uh, one of our sponsors, the San Antonio's Finest Realty, which Gaspar Sefuentes is... He's a co-host on the show, and then um, his one of his top brokers, um, Joey Bada, is he's also he'll sub as a co-host on the show, and uh, they have they have a great system going on there. Uh, great people, great culture. It's almost like a family culture there, but customer service is really at the top of what it is that they do. So the real estate buying and selling season is here, and it's a great time to take advantage of San Antonio's finest finest realties heroes program. That saves local heroes thousands of dollars at closing. So if you're nurse, teacher, fire, or EMS, law enforcement, or military, call San Antonio's Finest Realty today and ask about their 1% Advantage plan. You can reach them at 210-509-4911. That's 210-509-4911. Or you can visit their website at sanantoniosfinestrealty.com. That's San Antonio's Finest Realty, homes, land, life. 
So I was talking to one of my listeners, um, and she heard our. It was she was referring to our first episode that we had, and where she heard Gasper uh, talk about, um, you know, the his founding of the San Antonio's finest realty and really his passion behind doing his reasoning behind doing all of that. And she really connected with his story um, and, and how he said it. And she, she just really felt like the, this is the type of a real estate um, agency that she would want to represent her. Um, if she was moving, to, she's not moving to San Antonio, but if she was, that would be something she was like, I would definitely reach out to Gasper. And, and that felt good. And that's one of the powers of, you know, getting yourself out there. And I encourage realtors, you know, especially if you're in the San Antonio area and you want to, um, you know, you want to kind of talk about your business. If you have a passion for it and you want to give listeners some really good content to reach out to me um, uh, and we can see about having a discussion about having you on the show, because that's a great way to connect with people. You know, that authentic um, attitude that people bring when they come in here um, and they talk about their mission statement and their passion to serve customers. It's amazing, and it works very, very well. And I'm excited to do it. I love talking to people about real estate. All right, so let's talk a little bit about hidden gems that we can see in the San Antonio area. And this is something you may not necessarily think of, um, and I wanted to bring it to your attention. Obviously, I live here, and so um, I've got some insight on some of this stuff as well. So number one for me is going to be the Pearl Farmers Market. So this is located just north of downtown San Antonio um, off of, what is the street? Uh, East Grayson, 200 block of East Grayson, okay? Um, the parking can be free. It can, you can get both free and paid. I think free is getting a little bit more difficult, but you can definitely uh, do the paid parking, which is usually what I do. So my family goes here often, and we really enjoy it. The atmosphere is great. I love the scenery. Um, the people are great. You know, people will bring their, their pets out there. Their pets, I, I haven't seen a, a, a dog yet that hasn't been, you know, under control. It's just, it's great. Um, there's places to hang out. There's food to eat, uh, food, candy, baked treats, amazing coffee, and lots of crafty things if you're into that kind of stuff. Me, I like the food and the snacks. And there's a really good bakery there, too, that's not really part of the farm, farmer's market part. It's actually one in one of the buildings there um, that they make great. I mean, they're always packed in there, but they make great coffee and great bread and great snacks. So I would recommend checking that out. Um, so they often have live music there and it's a great place to just hang out, eat, relax, spend a couple hours there um, and chill. There's a, a, like a, I think it's, it's fake grass um, area out there. I, well, I don't know what they call AstroTurf or I don't know what they call it these days, but anyway, it's fake grass. And uh, people can kind of hang out there. They'll put their blanket out and just chill um, and have their snacks, let their kids run around and play a little bit. But really, really great atmosphere. The clean, beautiful industrial setting is pretty cool, and it helps you feel like you're in a special place out and away from everything. So the tall buildings, you're kind of surrounded by that. But it doesn't feel claustrophobic. It feels comfortable. Uh, of course, you got the river uh, that's right behind you. That's all. I mean, it's all safe and everything. It's It's beautiful. Um, I definitely recommend checking that out. So you can find the Pearl's, uh, Pearl Farmer's Market in the 200 uh, block of East Grayson, just north of downtown San Antonio. You can find both free and paid parking, and the rates are very reasonable. Okay, just to kind of recap on that. All right, so number two on my list of hidden gems here in the San Antonio area is the San Antonio Fire Museum. Now, for those of you who know, uh, been following me for a little bit, you know that I'm a retired police officer from San Antonio, and uh, you know the fire department here is top-notch. Without a doubt, top notch. 
and they have a really cool uh, fire museum. So if you have kids, you know what, or if you're interested in checking out what uh, some of that history is for the San Antonio uh, Fire Department, um, you know, whether you're visiting or even if you live in the area, I would definitely recommend checking it out. They're located at 801 East Houston Street in downtown San Antonio near the famous Manger Hotel and the Alamo. Now, the Manger Hotel is where, you know, presidents have stayed there. So it's, it's a high-class place. And then, of course, there's the River Center Mall, which is right there as well. Uh, you got lots of cool places right in that area. So you can get your parking, and then you can just kind of go around and see all the stuff. But make sure you go by the uh, fire museum. Uh, so it was started by five firefighters assigned together at the old number 19 station in 1997 and has become one of the most notable fire museums in the nation. Visitors will see antique fire trucks and firefighting equipment, antique artifacts dating back to the mid-1800s, and, of course, lots of photos of cool stuff going on. There's a 1953's fire truck available, available for kids to climb on, and they can dress up in authentic replicas of firefighters' turnout gear. Now, I will caution you that... If your kids go and do that, there's a good chance that they might decide to be a fireman or a, I don't know, a fireman, firewoman, I don't know, to go be a firefighter, right? So just keep that in mind. Uh, it'd be really exciting. Uh, that'll leave a mark, especially you know pictures and video and all that kind of stuff. The San Antonio Fire Museum is open Tuesday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Admissions, just 5 bucks for adults, $3 for seniors, and $2 for kids through age 12. Now, if you're military and you're in uniform, you get in free. And also, if you're a San Antonio firefighter, you can get in free as well. All right, number three on my list of hidden gems here in the San Antonio area is Scooter Power Tours. Okay, so this isn't a place, right? But it is a fantastic way to get around downtown San Antonio and see lots of really cool stuff while you're having fun. Um, it's, you know, you can drive around on, uh, on the street. I don't recommend driving around too much on the sidewalk, um, but you can have some fun there and uh you feel the breeze. You can check out some of the local uh, historic stuff. Um, there's lots of history. And then um, some of the open areas of the natural landscapes that you can see and explore on two wheels. This is the best way to see the city. Now, I remember, uh, it's been a few years now, I was in Spokane, Washington. And the, my wife and I, we that's how we got around Spokane. It was the first time we'd really done that in another city. And we both absolutely loved it. Uh, Spokane is, of course, much different. Uh, you know, there's different beauty there in that area than we have here in San Antonio. But um, I think ours is a little bit better here in San Antonio. But don't hate on me for that. All right. Uh, I'm going to do another quick shout out to our sponsor, San Antonio's Finest Realty. So if you're an agent looking for sponsorship, I recommend you check out San Antonio's Finest Realty, who provides expert training and mentorship, which is huge. If you're going to start out, not only do you need the training, right, but you need that mentorship. You need somebody to pick up the phone when you call. They really have low brokerage fees. They're not looking to gouge new folks. And they have three generous commission platforms to qualify from. So if you're even thinking about getting into real estate and you want some tips and advice on going through that process or you're in the schooling or you're out of the schooling and you're looking for brokerage, I recommend you call Gaspar Cifuentes today at 210-332-0161. That's 210-332-0161 to become part of San Antonio's finest realty family. Call Gasper today for more information at 210-332-0161. Homes, land, life. All right, so five things every prospective home buyer should consider when touring a house. Now, 
I'm going to run through these kind of quick because we got another segment I want to get into as well. And time's flying by. I'm having a great time. I hope you guys are too. Quick reminder to leave a comment, smash that like button, uh, leave a comment. Let me know what you think, uh, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see, what you don't want to see. Uh, just connect with me so that I can reach back out and uh, let you know I appreciate your feedback and what I can do about whatever your comment is, right? You stop wearing that shirt. It's really ugly. Okay, well, I'll wear something else. What color would you like me to wear? You know, we can have a little fun with it. All right, so five things every prospective home buyer should consider when touring a house. Now, in order to make the best decision about your home you're thinking about buying, ask yourself, um, asking yourself and your real estate agent some of the following questions can help you form a healthy, well-rounded purchasing decision. Now, this is getting ready to tour that house while you're touring that house. What are you thinking about? Okay, now you may think you've got it all figured out, but let me give you some questions that might help you on your journey. So number one, obviously, what do you like about the home? This is the easy part, right? What do you like and what do you don't like visually about the home are usually the first couple of things that are going to pop out at somebody when they're looking at, at a house. So what stands out, right? I mean, is it on a corner? Is it, is it, what's the landscaping look like? Does it have old dead trees in the yard you're going to have to take care of down the road, right? That could fall on the roof and cause problems, especially when there's an ice storm. Hello. Um, so just, you know, things like that. What's the, what's the neighborhood like, right? Will the house function in all the ways that, that, uh, you really need to have to meet your needs. Like if you do a home office kind of a situation, is that going to work? Um, sometimes people can get creative, right? They'll convert. A friend of mine, Craig, was telling me about converting a, uh, a dining room area. Depending on how it's situated, uh, you can convert it to an office space, right? So you may not need four bedrooms if you have the need for three beds. You may not need a four bedroom in order to have your office. You could actually convert maybe a space that would work or Maybe it comes with an office downstairs ready for you to uh, do your work. All right. So number two, do you have any concerns? Okay. So what are the potential flaws? Does it lack storage space? This is a big deal, right? Like, does it have a walk-in closet for you? Um, so like your kiddos, are they old enough to where they need their own ensuite um, as opposed to sharing a bathroom maybe with the you or the, you know, your guests or whatever else is going on. Um, so ensuites are a big deal. Uh, I know for, my perfect situation is I'd love to have a house, a three-bedroom with three en-suites. All of them have en-suites, right? So if you have a guest, they have their place. My daughter would have her, her own bathroom. Um, that's my ideal setup, and then I need an office space, obviously, because I'm such an important guy that does radio stuff. So I'm just teasing. All right, so uh, will it cost a fortune to heat in the winter or cool in the summer? This is a really big factor. And then, of course, what's the condition of that heating and air conditioning unit, right? Is it new? Is it old? You know, do they use window, have to use window units in order to supplement the uh, air conditioning in the summer? Uh, how do they handle the heat in the winter? Things like that. It's like, uh, those are good questions to ask. Now, if the realtor uh, doesn't know the answer to those things, well, then maybe he can or she can make a call and, and, and figure some of that stuff out if it's a concern for you. Another one is, how's the neighborhood? Okay. Is there a, is there a house down the street when you pull up that has a uh, you know, a car parked out front with music blaring and dogs running around the street, that could be a concern, right? I would actually recommend that you visit the house multiple times at different times of the day. Now, if it's a really hot market, you don't have a whole lot of time to waste, you could still visit the house like, you know, in the morning and then you could do a drive-by later on, you know, seven, eight, nine o'clock at night and just kind of see, is it peaceful? Does it, does it fit what it is that you're looking for, right? All right, number three, is it priced right? Does it fit your budget? That's kind of a no-brainer, right? But is it a fair price in that market? Okay, this is where your realtor can really, really help you out. Um, is it priced too low to start a bidding war? 
because this can be stressful, right? And, and really requires a good offer strategy and great communication with a seller's agent so that you can kind of stay in that, that competition uh, space that you need to. Um, is there anything wrong with the property, right? Are there, are there inspection issues? Uh, of course, pricing, like if they priced it too high, um, you know, and it's sat on the market for a long time, that could be an issue. That gives you a little insight into the seller's headspace, right? What are they thinking? Are there any repairs or upgrades that you will need to make to really make that property your own or simply make it livable for yourself and your family? Uh, sellers have to disclose known issues, but any fixes or upgrades you need should be factored into how you structure your offer. Okay, so those are five things that you should really should consider. You know, just help frame yourself when you're going to go do a tour of a house. Now, a quick shout out to our sponsor, Krukus Marketing Agency, who specializes in using social media to help real estate agents find new clients who want to sell their homes. If you're a real estate agent or broker looking to increase your business, head on over to Krukus.com to schedule a 15-minute demo to see how the program works and how it can help you start closing more deals. Once again, that website is krukus.com. That's C-R-U-K-U-S.com. I know we're coming to the end of the show, but I'm going to give just a couple of tidbits here. i got about a minute or so left. Um, so social media changes realtors really need to be paying attention to. Okay, I'm going to run through these quickly and wrap up. Number one, well, let me do the intro here. So if you're a real estate agent thinking of, or thinking of becoming one, you already know social media is a must to attract clients. But if you're still trying to approach social media in 2022 the same way you did in 2020 or 2021, I'm going to give you some insight into what you need to know to get better results and even exceed them in 2022. Number one, video is king. Absolutely king. Okay. If you are doing Instagram and you think photos are enough, you're going to have to revisit that. Okay. Number two, short form video content is huge. Um, and the winners really are TikTok and Reels. Uh, if you spend any time on social media, you probably know that. But more content is watched on TikTok than YouTube right now. YouTube is still great, but TikTok gets a lot more engagement, which can help your marketing efforts. Now, if you don't know what short form content is, it's really just short stuff, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's meant to be personal, user-generated content that's quick and easy and entertaining and insightful, okay? Uh, advertisers on social media require better understanding of plan and execution in the past Social media marketing was easier. It is more competitive and more difficult to be effective at generating warm market leads these days. It's not the same game. Okay, Organic engagement on Instagram and Facebook is dead. Absolutely dead. And number five, importance of personal branding. You're not spend some time on that, but I'm going to be out of time. So, all right, as we wrap up the show, quick reminder, check out our latest podcast on all the usual podcast platforms. And you can find video versions of the show on our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. That's going to be it for me. Have a great week. I'll see you on the next one.